Welcome to the Solution Focused Schools Unlimited podcast series. My name is Linda Metcalf, and I'm the author of the first book written on the solution focused approach in schools, Counseling Toward Solutions, first published in 1995 and now in its third edition and for sale on Amazon.com. Today, we're going to talk about a common situation that I hear about whenever I visit schools and do programs in professional development for schools and staff members and teachers, and that is the same kids over and over coming to talk to a counselor or teacher about a situation. To start off, I'd like to share a little story with you about a time when I worked in a middle school. I was a counseling director then, and I had two wonderful counselors who worked with me and they saw the same students several times a week. One day, months into the school year, I mentioned that the same students seemed to be always coming into our office, waiting to be seen. I was curious about the fact that my staff was working so hard, number one, and the second was, what was it that the students were continuously needing from them? So I asked the staff one day about the students who were always coming in, and their reply was, well, they come in because they need us. Now, don't get me wrong, these were wonderful counselors, but they had created a context with their students that only they knew how to solve the students' problems. And my staff weren't the only counselors in the district who had people clamoring after them every day when they came to work. The thing was, it was fine that they were there for them, but the students who were coming in constantly just weren't learning how to cope or solve their own issues. They became very dependent on the counselors to do that for them. So this episode is all about what do you do when there are so many referrals and not enough time? How can you lower your referrals and help students to figure things out on their own? Simply put, just do less. So I know doing less seems impossible. Everyone seems to think you have the right answer. But here's the deal. As long as they think you have the right answer, they're going to depend on you for it and not on themselves. Thus, the referrals just keep coming. So enter the solution-focused approach that says the client, or the school client in our case, is the expert. Even the school clients so down on themselves or in trouble with the teacher or administrator are the experts. Even the teacher who is so frustrated is an expert, and a parent who is always calling you upset is the expert. Thing is, if you check your calendar, I'll bet there's days when even these people don't show up or call you. Learn to not just sigh from relief on those days they don't show up. Get curious about it. Think about going to find those students or teachers when you don't hear from them after a day or so and say, how is it you've managed to work out things? I'd love to hear what you've done. I once had a parent who called me every day when I was a high school counselor. She called me to tell me all kinds of things that the school was doing wrong. We tried lots of different conversations and she seemed to, after a while, begin to realize that her son was doing pretty well. One day when she didn't call me, I called her and said, hey, just checking in on you and just see how things are going. It's been a few days since I've talked with you and I'm curious about what's going better with your son, Peter. Well, she didn't call me for a while after that. So 
finding out and noticing those times when you don't have as many referrals from the same people is important. And even more important is finding a way to what we call amplify what they're doing well, just by asking, tell me what you're doing to make things work. So again, let's get back to lessening those referrals for you. It really comes down to doing two things. The first thing is to listen whenever someone shows up who needs your assistance and find out who's involved. Is it a student and a student, a parent and a student, a teacher and a student, several students and a parent, whoever it is, has the concern. You know, problems for the most part are relational anyway. So when someone comes in and has a complaint by finding out who's involved in that world of that school client and involving them in a solution-focused conversation, the chances of change happening and lasting increase tenfold at least. Second, gather those together who are involved. When there is a complaint, do not, and I'm going to repeat myself, do not try to figure it out for them when they're all there. And even more important, don't tell them what to do. I know it's tempting. I know you are busy and you might think if I just tell them and get on with it, things will be easier for me. But it's not a good idea. And don't ask what they've tried either. That makes them feel kind of bad about themselves because it didn't work. Instead, jump into the following solution-focused conversation. Number one, ask them how they want things to be. Everybody in the room. Keep waiting until everyone gives you a goal that is visible and specific. Ask which goal they all think makes the most sense to talk about at that time. Number two, ask about how they've achieved something similar to that goal before. Go exception hunting. Exceptions are times when things occur slightly less. Ask everyone to think about this. When things are slightly better, look for the obvious too. If the teacher or student hasn't been in your office for the past two days or a week, ask how they managed to do that. If it's November and school started in August, ask the student how is it you've been able to manage fairly good behavior for the first few months of school. Ask the teacher what did the student do? If you're having student and student concerns, if the students have maybe been friends for the last six months or so, and yet today they're saying they can't stand each other, or one person is saying, I want them to be my friend again, ask them how they were able to be friends for six months. Finding the exceptions become the solutions. And that's basically it. Once they have processed this simple conversation, Ask them to think how they might use what you've talked about in that time just for the next day or so. No need to suggest anything. Just let them do it. And that's it. That's the crux of the conversation. Now, it may get a little nerve-wracking if you keep getting into things and you're asking questions and you keep getting things like, I don't know and I don't know, but stay the course. Be cautious not to jump in to solve it for them. Instead, just remain patient. I like to say something like, I'll wait. This is an important question. I'll wait for your good answers. I've got plenty of time. Because see, once they give you their ideas, they become their solutions. And even though it may take a few more minutes for you to wait, the time you will save in the future 
by them figuring things out on their own and not needing you as much is pretty priceless. So this week, try this out as an experiment. Try it with one of your frequent flyers who come to your office a lot. Just one. Go slow. Keep your two guidelines in front of you. Number one, get the people involved to come and talk with you. And honestly, these conversations rarely take longer than 10, 15 minutes. When they come to talk to you, ask them how they want things to be, and then ask them about times when a little of this has happened. What did they do then? And keep asking, what else did you do? What else did you do? The more you ask, what else did they do? The more strategies they will come up with. Although it may take a little time, write those things down, make a copy for both people who come in and send them on their way. And you will have just done less. So those who leave your office can do more. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I hope it results in you having a a little easier week next week and perhaps doing a little bit less so that your students can do a little bit more. If you are planning for professional development over the next school year, please send an email to me at lmetcalf62 at gmail.com. I can share with you my work and the workshops that I provide for teachers, counselors, and staff members. Have a great week.